Good evening, everyone. My name is Ricky Ariano. I am head of press, specifically podcasting, and we have a very special podcast tonight. I am here with the chairmen of each party, for the Federalist, Caleb Merrill. Hello, nice to meet you all. And for the Nationalist, Mr. Michael Zhou. Hello. Well, thank you all for, for being here tonight. I know a lot of stuff is going on these past few days, a lot of mm, debate, and a lot of just kind of figuring everything out. Um, yeah. I would like to say that these past few days of Boise State um, however, being very awesome and very just intriguing, have been very quick and rapid moving. Would you all agree? Definitely, for sure. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Awesome. Um, let's let's get started with a few getting to know each other questions, kind of um, knowing where we're from. I know, Mr. Michael Joe, Mr. Michael Joe, where are you from specifically when it comes to Boise State cities? So I'm from Town City in Boise State. That's part of the Rossiter uh, County. Awesome. And uh, Mr. Caleb? Yeah. So I'm from Foreman City. And Dilworth is our county, and Brown is our district. Awesome. Well, cool. Um, I am very excited for this. I am excited to see what y'all's, in, y'all's input is with each other's parties, and we're just going to have a nice, clean conversation and debate about what's going on. So um, let's kind of start talking about Boise State, getting it running with what we know. So, um, Mr. Joe, what are what is one thing that you really admire so far about Boise State? I think the thing I admire most as the motto is learn by doing, is their allowance of independence from the statesmen. So every party that I've, uh, as party chair, every meeting that we've run has been completely based on their own leadership and you know ingenuity coming from me and my advisor, as well as my secretary. So everything being run by yourself really teaches you responsibility and the ability to step up, step up which I think is a great thing. Totally, yeah, I think American Legion is I think we should be grateful for the American Legion being able to get this opportunity to kind of, like you said, lead by what we do and we work at it. And so, yeah, um, Mr. Merrill, how about you? Yeah, so like he said, talking about the teamwork, um, coming to Boise State, I wasn't really sure how all the guys were going to interact. I thought it was going to be a bunch of dudes just like trying to knock each other out. Um, but as soon as I got here, one of the things that I thought was really cool was like the amount of kids who were just straight encouraging. So like as I was walking around and even whenever kids started running for positions, like whether they were good at speaking or not, a lot of the guys were, like, really uh, yeah. into, like, yeah, cheering them on. Totally. So, like, whether they stuttered or, like, whether they were mm-hmm. really embarrassed of being on stage, like, nobody was really, like, booing them or anything. It was totally. more of the opposite of, like, this teamwork feel, which is really exactly. cool. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's awesome, guys. I totally agree. Um, So, moving on with the day one of Boise State, with the American Legion of Texas Boise State, that's when it all kind of hit us, and everything started to move fast. I know, I don't know if y'all's immediate decision was to run for... Chairman, I don't know if it was. I'm pretty sure a lot of us kind of came in here not knowing yeah. what meeting was going no, on. No, not at all. Yeah. So um, let's kind of talk about what our motivations were. What, um, Mr. Joe, Mr. Joe, what was your motivation for doing chairman? What did you? What made you want to do it? What are your kind of, um, I guess, drives and what is really, what really caused you to just kind of take the position? So the main thing that caused me to go for state chairman. So after being my precinct chairman and my county chairman. I, which I decided to run for because I wanted a voice and the ability to help make my city and my county go have their voices heard at the state level. Out of the state party chairman, I realized it was 500 people. It was going to be a very difficult task. <laughs> and I'll be honest, after I saw the uh, um, other people running for it, I felt like, hey, I could do it too. There's nothing exceptional about everyone else. And I felt like I would be the best at it. And I wanted to make sure that uh, if I were to have my county and district's voices heard, I felt like the best way to do that would be being the state chair. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, how about you, Mr. Merrill? 
Okay, so off the bat, I got here, and I decided to try to aim as high as I could. So I went straight for governor, and I got my 30 signatures. Um, but I didn't really feel super strongly about it. And so uh, as I hung out with my city in particular, and we started going through the process, um, I already, um, I'd say I have a knack for like, and I really like to interact with people more so. Like, I just enjoy yeah. it. And so I was kind of looking for a position where I could do that. So, like, I can uh, get to meet the guys more and that sort of deal. And so as we talked more with my counselors, actually, um, I was like, hey, I'm running for governor. Honestly, I'm I'm not super tied to it. Is there a position where I'll get to interact with um, more of the Federalists, like my my party? And um, they're like, yeah, actually. So, like, chairman is going to be in charge of all 500. I was like, yeah, uh-huh. that's a lot of kids. I'm like, well, that's a really cool leadership opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I decided to uh, start running through, like you said, started off at uh, I think a uh, county level, and then to district chairman, and then up to the um, state chairman. And so that process was really awesome. And now, like I said, I get to represent uh, my party. Yeah, well, it's definitely easy to see the drive has shown. I am definitely very impressed with how much y'all push, how much y'all work, and the dedication. So. Props to y'all. Um, moving on. Um, so I know that with um, conflict within the parties, it's kind of hard because we do have the gallery, we do have the delegates. Mm-hmm. Um, there is quite some frustration between the delegates versus the um, versus the um, gallery. What? Um, how are you? How do you work at getting all the voices heard when it comes to the gallery and the delegates? Because I know usually the delegates only really have a choice. But I think when we are reporting on it, we do see a lot of the gallery either really wanting to speak out, just not having the ability to. So let's start with Mr. Merrill. Okay, awesome. So um, one of the things that was kind of really helpful was like just being straightforward <laughs> in communication, also being patient, but like making sure that your message is portrayed. And so some of the gallery you could tell at first were like, wait, we don't get to like have an immediate say into things. And so uh, right off the bat, we were kind of like, hey, like, um, you elected the delegates, and so what's going to happen is instead of, like, you not being represented the delegates saying everything, we would actually take off some time to, like, okay, here's a five-minute, uh, I can't remember the exact word you used, but five-minute uh, meeting, recess, recess perfect, yeah, recess, totally. um, where we, you can meet together and talk mm-hmm. to your delegate, and then yeah. your delegate is speaking for you. Totally. The same thing. The delegate is not there for themselves, yeah. but you elected them. Awesome. He's representing you. And I feel like that's really what's cool about the um kind of having the delegates, because that's their job. They're supposed to speak for their cities and their districts and all that good stuff. So, Mm. yeah, totally agree with that. Uh, Mr. Joe? Um, I guess to really just piggyback piggyback on what he said, Mm. uh, it really is based on the delegates, because there's Mm. no way one person could effectively communicate with 500 others in a timely manner. Like, that's impossible. (laughs) So the way we did it is we made sure that all our electoral processes, so the elected secretaries, we had it to where the different groups would pick the people uh, to run for, not necessarily just the delegates, and we would have different caucuses, so that way we could go and talk to the delegates to make sure that the delegates were accurately represented position. Um, personally, I don't think the delegates had uh, too much of a power imbalance, but I do recognize that that was there, but I felt that the gallery always had opportunities to express their voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Um one way I see a lot of the gallery input also is kind of do the cheering and like like you can really tell when or when not something's appreciated, and I do think that's probably a lot of stress on y'all. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Well, um, awesome. That's totally agreeable. I think that it is very true that the delegates are kind of your your aid and kind of your support. Hopefully, with getting all the words across, all the thoughts across, which is awesome. Um, moving over, 
um, what is one thing that you are glad with at the moment with your party, as well as what's something you really wish you could change and kind of improve? Um, I know we've only had two days to kind of discuss with your parties, and I understand that there's like just a very minimal time in general, but just let's, let's just talk about that and maybe like talk back and forth and just kind of decide what really excites y'all with your party versus what kind of you want, would like to improve or change. Um, Mr. Joe? Um, so the thing that would I would like to, I'll, I guess I'll start with what I'd like to improve. Um, I think it might have been with the location of the actual state party convention. It was, out, it was outside, it was in a lot of heat, but it seemed that today there's not uh, enough nationalist pride, not enough to my standard. Like, for instance, we held a little uh, group whip uh, event, I guess, where the whips went out and tried to excite the crowd, and a bunch of people were still sitting. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think one thing is just trying to get people's uh, interaction and involvement and engagement higher. I It's not really up to me. I, I mean, yeah. it's up to what the people want. Mm -hmm. So uh, not much you can do about it, but I just hope that tomorrow and in the future people are more willing to get involved. Um, one thing I'm really proud of is how, uh, I guess what I'm really proud of is the passion with the people that do actually participate. Because if you look at any of the meetings, any of the recesses, you can see a bunch of people immediately hopping to uh, getting decisions done trying to establish a platform trying to get engagement so yeah, totally. that's really proud of. yeah uh that's great yeah i totally i totally see that from the nationalist um so i definitely did start off i think with a lot of pride and a lot of excitement um but i feel like kind of both parties almost kind of drifted away from the um kind of more hype if i could if i could if i may use that i feel like a lot of us are kind of saying let's hype up the crowd i feel like that's what a lot of the whips are trying to do um moving on to mr merrill what's something what, what's, what would you say so regarding uh, talking about our parties and for the mayor, are you talking about like what we're trying to pass? Or are we talking more about like what I see in the group of guys that are in front of me? Overall, whether you want that to be the party or kind of what you're trying to pass, um, just kind of an open, open okay, question. Okay, open totally. question. Cool, yeah. okay. Um, so I'll go ahead and talk about kind of like uh, what the um, nationalist uh, chairman talked about. So um, something that I really enjoy about my group is actually we, from the beginning, we were really into like supporting each other. And so it wasn't like dirty politics or anything where like yeah. we were like, hey, you get me this, I'll get you that, and no one else was going to win. Yeah. Um, it was more so like um, like from the bat, there's a kid from College Station mm -hmm. whom I just met like in the room. And from the beginning, me and him have like gr had grown uh, pretty close. Like we're pretty good friends now. And so like running through as um, kind of a duo in the way that we like talked and that sort of deal and ran with our county, like we ended up getting to the state level and it kind of like rubbed off on everyone. So, like, right when we're there, like, you could see a group of guys that just kind of support each other. And they're like, ready to go. And, like, oh, let's go for the Federalists. And, like, in turn, because they're able to do that, you could see uh, some, most of the gal gallery, because we do know that there's parts of the gallery that are still in a little bit trouble. And I don't blame them. It's really hard to sit through totally, yeah. four hours of speeches. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> definitely, so yeah. <laughs> that's not that's easy. No. Yeah. And so, um, but they, like, have a really uh, impactful and, like, strong influence over the rest of them. And man, honestly, I'm sitting here thinking about like negative facts. Um, this is going to be more about the policy we're passing. So yeah. Huh? Okay. So this is more. Um, one thing that we talked about was switching from um, non-renewable to renewable resources. Yeah. And Good and topic. so the only tax we passed to nuclear energy. That's yeah. what that's what they're trying to pass. Yeah. Totally. Well, the problem is is obviously that's super expensive, mm -hmm. and they've also agreed to keep uh, taxes the same in Texas, and so that's going to be almost impossible no yeah i definitely think that a lot of um stuff that is trying to be passed is sometimes kind of halted through other stuff that yeah. we are really 
just kind of at heart with. I mean, a lot of stuff, even with the Senate and the House of Reps, mm-hmm. just certain bills aren't getting passed, certain subjects isn't being talked about because of really hardcore beliefs. Um, mm. Tying into that, um, yeah, we have a lot of beliefs that we think are detrimentally important to ourselves. So what's, what's, what's a personal belief you really wish you could push out more for your party, whether that is a bill or just overall, just support, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let's start with you, Mr. Murrell. Okay, so overall, one thing that's really interesting is uh, Texas is obviously diverse. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a lot of us that live in the country, and there'll be a lot of us that live in the suburbs, and yeah. there'll be just as many that live in the city. And so um, one thing that's really cool is actually for uh, talking about the Second Amendment, we had a kid from the city stand up and start kind of giving his input because uh, a lot of the, I'd say country kids, you know what I mean by that, totally, yeah. we're talking about, oh, we should like pack guns to school. And like, mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's going to be completely different if you live yeah. in the city. Yeah. And so like I, from personal experience like that, I don't think that would work where I live. Uh-huh. And like, I don't think that would work for some of these city kids because like the reality is that would not turn out good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's I, one thing that I wish that would kind of get improved upon is like that we would go, hey, like I'm from here, but like this connects to me. There's an there's just an equal chance you're from somewhere else. Yeah, totally. And so, like, if we can make sure that we keep that in mind whenever we're deciding things, mm-hmm. because there has been times where they have done that, and they've yeah. decided, like, oh, wait, this gets very different. Exactly. And, like, we've passed some really interesting stuff. Yeah, I think that keeping it, I mean, I guess saying open-minded with yeah, all of the party members rather word. than just the core thing is important. Um, well, yeah, totally. Um, Mr. Joe? So, for me, I think the issue is that a lot of people are unwilling to compromise, even though they say that. I think they see something and always tries to push their beliefs onto it a little bit more and don't really know when to stop. For yeah, example, totally. yeah, uh, with our abortion platform, it kind of started off after the uh, yeah. abortion committee at a certain place, and we compromised between some people that are pro-life mm-hmm. and pro-choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we agreed on something that was definitely more towards pro-life, which was what the party wanted, and uh, a bunch of pro-choicers agreed to it. It, it was a... Uh, uh, essentially making it about the first trimester. But then even after that, more people were pushing for more radical pro-life viewpoints. And that would only alienate people that already agreed to compromises. Uh, so I'm hoping that uh, we kind of just stop where it's at because it's already been a compromise mm-hmm. agreement. Everyone's cool with it. Everyone's s- signed it and agreed it. Uh, so I, I hope that state delegates agree to stop there and move on to more pressing issues rather than... Yeah, totally. Because also I feel like it's important to really understand we don't have much time. We oh are yeah. fitting an entire year into five, four, six days. And it's a lot. I, I've, I've, I've seen that, especially through with the um, state conventions. Um, like you said, with like the radical like kind of attempts to keep stuff the way it is, it does turn into a lot of aggression, a lot of arguments, just that stuff. I remember yesterday... I was attending one of the state conventions and the topic of abortion, which is huge at the moment, uh, popped up and we had conversations on one side, which was pro-life, one topic on another side that was pro-choice. And I feel like when that occurred, almost every person was just at their thro- each other's throats. So I definitely agree that we, that is important for the parties mm-hmm. to all kind of understand that. However, we are all different. We all do come from different places. We are randomly assigned to parties, it's mm-hmm. kind of important to kind of comp- compromise because, I yeah, mean, yeah. how else is stuff going to get decided, you know? Cool. Awesome. Yeah, totally. That makes more sense. Um, kind of tying up everything else, um, let's, let's kind of get more into the kind of confidence within your party. So um, what pushes your party over the edge? What makes the nationalist, what makes the federalist the party to 
vote for the party to want to decide to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know definitely I've seen a lot of people that have the same beliefs. Yeah. But yeah, let's just talk. Maybe t- go at each other and just talk about like what makes your party it, what makes your party not it. Uh, we'll start with you, Mr. Merrill. Okay, so um, thinking about the Federalist Party and why you should be voted for, um, I would definitely say one of the outlying deals, uh, things that the Federalists decided to do was their interaction between the city level and um, how, it, how it transferred from city to county, county to district, and then from district to the actual state level. And so it seems like um, when we actually hit, like, the state delegates and then on to, like, the chair and that sort of my secreta- secretary, um, it really seemed like the thoughts of the gallery had been spoken. And so I know the main point of the democracy is to represent the people. And so I can full-heartedly say that, honestly, the Federalists covered what the gallery wanted. I did not, and the other state delegates that came up to power um, did not represent themselves. They represented the cities which they came from, which is why they went through the chair process and ended up being state delegates. And so I can, I can honestly say that uh, it's not, it's not going to be what the most powerful or uh, all the guys wearing the white state delegate ribbons. That's that's not going to be where the thoughts are coming from. It's going to be from the gallery. Yeah. Um, for the nationalists. I think I'd say there are probably two reasons why I think that we're going to win. Um, one is just the experience and leadership of the people we've uh, had in the primaries. All of them are great, phenomenal speakers. All of them are well, very likable people. And one of them was the uh, the guy playing the Irish instrument. I forgot what it's called. The bagpipe. That was awesome. Yeah. I heard yeah. that guy during, um, what's it, the Olympiad yesterday. I was yes. like, is that real? I was I like, there's no way that's real. Hopefully that's good taken to the yeah. talent show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah. It was awesome. Like, yeah. he actually was just <laughs> sounding like he was Irish. Yeah, he, w- he was running for a position. There's a good chance he might win it, too, from what I've heard from people. But uh, also, I know all of them personally. Uh, for instance, the lieutenant governor running is also the secretary to me. Mm-hmm. So I know yeah. they've shown a lot of it's skill. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, Second reason, I think, is that we just have a really strong platform. I went to the platform meetings. Uh, I think what we've agreed upon are really good solutions to big issues going on today. I think they're all policies that everyone in Texas wants to see passed. They just haven't been done yet. So I think the in-depthness and the strength of the platform will really resonate within the people voting will definitely carry the national. Yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. How about with policies? How about with bills? Like, what do you think, what do you, what, what makes y'all party, like, what par- what bills, or I guess I could say, or just kind of, like, opinions make your party more superior? Like, what do y'all think? So that's an interesting question, because at this point, we're still kind of figuring out what our party stands for, and mm-hmm. so we haven't even discussed policy. That's more of a tomorrow thing. Yeah. Um, today was the platform discussion, and so we had a debate over what we think our platform should be. So uh, that's going to be the first level of things. And then tomorrow we'll decide what that actually ends up being. So um, the, the Federalists um, ended up being, um, and this is also, I believe, is it still subject to change? Um, the yes. platform? Yeah. So the, the platform is still subject to change. So this isn't even set in stone. Yeah. So right now we're definitely pro-life. Uh, we're pro-Second Amendment laws, mm-hmm. uh, protecting guns. Um, we're choosing to keep the taxes the same right now, although that might, like I said, come into change so with yeah, discussions totally. over yeah. r- resources. Um, one thing that's really interesting, and I actually had to take a deep breath and understand that, like, in reality, um, is is the uh, legalization of marijuana. So that was something that I actually had to sit back and go, okay, 
like my morals tell me that it would not be right to to legally sell marijuana because the reality is is um it, it's considered a drug and so like yeah, no, in yeah. my opinion it's considered a drug but that's not why I'm here mm-hmm. I um when we when we went to vote it was clear that they would rather uh legalize marijuana and what was interesting about it though is that they wanted to put a tax on it so they want to legalize it mm. uh, put an amount that can legally be sold and then put a tax on it and so get like a benefit too. yeah yeah totally so it's not even the fact that they want to legalize the drug they're like hey it's being sold anyway mm. it's yeah. just creating these no, like yeah. these corrupt like uh gangs that's exactly what and I, I, yeah. I like one thing that was said like it's um th- if it's legal then it will be less of like in like issue so if and if obviously everyone wants it and everyone's getting it illegally, if it's made legal, mm-hmm. why not, why can't we benefit from that? So that's kind of the stance we're taking on that. Um, and like I said, th- for the taxes though, so that was the tax we're thinking about putting on marijuana. But there's no way that they, that that could cover um, the improvements in education we wish to find mm-hmm. uh, to to invest in. So that's higher teacher yeah. pay, that sort of mm-hmm. deal, uh, improved education overall. Um, changing possibly the standardized testing yeah um and then we also talked about improvements in the foster care system yeah and so um like all these things like we've discussed are like really awesome but we're also going to have to change a part of our platform which is uh, how we're going to tax things because the reality is you can't pay for all those awesome improvements unless Mm -hmm. you can figure out a way to to efficiently fund them yeah how about nationalists um it's really interesting because a lot of what he said is very similar yeah yeah i was gonna say i noticed that talking to some of the nationalists yeah exactly like it's 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 interesting how um a lot of the state conventions are kind of the same thing i have reporters on each side and when we converse and we figure out what's going on we really can't find much differences i think it's very interesting that that's occurring um whether that is the delegates are just very strongly li- like the same, whether that's just kind of maybe the right thing, maybe the wrong thing, we don't know. But yeah, I think it's very interesting that when it comes down to it, there's a very small discrepancy between each other when it comes to the bills and the policies. Well, once again, guys, uh, I was with mi- with Caleb Merrill and Mr. Michael Joe of Nationalism and Federalist. Thank you all so much for your time. Thank you for your maturity, very admirable. I am just thankful. So thanks again. Um, yeah, Mr. for Joe. sure. Thank you, man. My pleasure. Yes. That was, a, was a lot of fun. Yeah. Heck cool. Yeah. Well, alrighty, guys. This was the uh, Texas Boys State podcast. Once again, thanks to the American Legion Texas Boys State for allowing this to happen. Um, with that, we'll be signing off. So thanks again. Uh, tune in tomorrow for more information. We will be updating with all the stuff going on with this important days.